Okay. Well, hi, everyone. We're mm-hmm. back today. Um, it's Kate and I, Dr. Gupta. We are talking today about something different. Um, we are talking about EMDR, and we're going to talk about what it is, what you use it for, and we might actually show you how it's done. So um, we're going to talk first to Kate. She's going to kind of explain to us what is EMDR. So what is EMDR? So EMDR, it stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing, and it's a therapy that encourages the client to focus on a traumatic memory Mm -hmm. and um, reprocess it. So like what I tell my patients when I refer, so I don't Mm -hmm. do that in my own like visits, but I'll send them, let's say, to you or or other providers in the, you know, area. Um, I'm a big fan of EMDR and I'm a big fan of EMDR. And what I explain to my patients is that basically it's going to take the like the emotional memory and separate from the physical memory. Because like when something traumatic happens, you almost relive it sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about it. And it becomes like so it almost becomes traumatic to reprocess it. Right. So this is to kind of. This is definitely the gentler way to process trauma and PTSD symptoms. Um, It decreases the vividness of a memory and. And like the physical sensation. Right. Like so. You basically... That flight fight response. Yes. And um, that's what I try to explain to patients because patients, they get really, really upset and they're triggered. Like, let's say you were in a car accident Mm -hmm. and you're driving down that road again. What happens? Your whole body starts feeling the sensation. So what happens is people stop driving or they avoid a certain... Right. Right? It paralyzes them. It paralyzes them. So PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder can definitely paralyze someone, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from doing things that they normally used to do. And so EMDR can help so that they can drive on down that road again, still have the memory that they had the accident, but not relive it physically. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that they are not having to avoid that area. Right. Maybe. Like, you know, that's my theory behind it. And that's yeah, it lets you start living again. It lets you start living again. And patients love it because you don't have to talk about the memory. Mm-hmm. You can actually do something about it. Yep. And that's what I like to say to patients. It's like, I'm going to send you somewhere and they're going to help you deal with your trauma, but not have to unravel the trauma every time. Is that true? That's true. You don't have to go into the distressing details. You start with a target memory mm-hmm. and you the you can't do it wrong. You as the as the patient cannot do it wrong. Can you explain what a target memory is? Yes. So that would be a memory that when you bring it up in your mind, you just get that physical feeling where it's really overwhelming. Um we usually tied or it is tied to a distressing belief about yourself like i'm not powerful or i am incompetent or i can't do this yeah right interesting yesterday i saw a patient and we were talking about her depression and how bad it was in the last two years and when i talked to her she started telling me about two years ago And it's funny, patients don't even realize the correlation. Mm. But two years ago was the pandemic. She lost her son and she lost her father. Wow. All in one year, right? And she was so so used to being in crisis mode that she didn't even realize that that was a that was something that like took her over the edge. Mm -hmm. And so for the last, sorry, those are my dogs, Bob and Bones. Um, But um, what she said was that you know. Um, for the last two years, things had gotten worse. 
um, she may, you know, some people may not think of that as trauma or loss, mm-hmm. but loss is trauma, right? Right, absolutely. It's very traumatic to lose a family member from an illness unexpectedly. It's traumatic to lose a strong, you know, figure in your life. Yes. Yeah, and those moments get frozen in time and you're just living your normal day life and they'll pop up and so this is what happened so then I um was talking to her and she started to tell me about her father and how sick he was and Mm -hmm. you know the process behind it and then I started talking to her and telling her about my father and how sick he was and then I don't know what happened but it triggered me I'm pretty strong in sessions I can keep it together you know we all have stuff going on in our life right right? I always say we have our own shit right so I have my own shit Mm -hmm. you know and my father passed away in 2018 and it was the most traumatic thing to watch your the strongest person in your life Mm -hmm. become the weakest person you know not because they're just losing weight and they can't eat and they're in the hospital and so talking to her triggered that emotion for me and now all of a sudden her psychiatrist me is crying her head off literally she is giving me tissues I was so embarrassed you know um but she was like no this is extremely endearing and you know it was fine and we worked it out and I actually helped her and we moved forward but you know that was such a visceral reaction that memory that I thought maybe we could kind of do something like an EMDR, like a mini session mm-hmm. on here so people could see kind of what it looks like and how scary it's not. It is not scary. It's right. actually, you know, because obviously I don't want to be vulnerable on this mm-hmm. session, but I'm in this like podcasting forum, but I think it's good for people to see those things, don't you? Yeah, I agree. It takes away some of what people might be worried about, um, takes away the mystery of it. And usually EMDR will be done over several sessions, like gathering history. And also a big part of it is preparing you with skills, grounding skills and safety skills that you can use at any time to calm yourself down. Like, for instance, like light stream exercises. So what's a light stream? So a light stream exercise is a essentially a guided meditation. I tell people, you know, they can close their eyes or leave their eyes open and imagine a large light forming overhead. And lamp over lights. Okay. Light. Yeah. Lamp would be weird. Really? <laughs> I don't know. But a large light forming over their head and to imagine it going over their body, either through their body or over their body while they're deep breathing. And This can sometimes help slow down heart rate, relax you, um, and I'll do some brief sets, Mm -hmm. some, which is, this is pretty much like, it's not hypnosis. It's not, you're not getting hypnotized, but it's a bilateral stimulation. Okay. That I, and. So there's a lot of different things. mm -hmm. It entails a lot, and I know patients do it for a while. It's not like just a one and done. Mm-hmm. But it can be fewer sessions than regular psychotherapy. Okay, that's pretty interesting. And yeah, I think that patients even tell me in the first for like the first session, I think is a lot of gathering information. But once sure. it gets started, it's like very quickly you're starting to feel. Yeah, you could right? probably do it in the third session, start reprocessing. That's really exciting. You know, mm-hmm. it's like doing something instead of just talking about something. Right. Because I think, you know, a lot of times we get tired of just talking about it. We want to do something. We want action. Right. That's why I was really excited to get trained in it. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, what's really great is that our facility, we were able to train a lot of other therapists. So that was really exciting. We hope to keep doing that Mm -hmm. because we want to spread this. Absolutely. Like, um, so tell me, uh, have you had any interesting cases where this has worked? Yes, a lot um, associated with driving. I, um, I feel like driving is a big one. That's why I brought that up. You know, yeah. people are scared of driving. They yes. can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely also memories of bullying. Um, oh. Situations in grade school. Because we do tend to go back. Like, we'll, a lot of times I'll ask people, you know, what what is your worst memory? What is your most recent memory? And what is your earliest memory? of let's say grade school bullying and it's very goal oriented because what the reason for the therapy the reason for people wanting to get into emdr is just like you said to start moving in their life so there's something that's holding them back they're not stuck anymore Mm -hmm. so whether that's not being able to drive or not being able to give presentations at work Mm -hmm. because because you were bullied as a kid, sure, ever it was, yeah. No, I think bullying is a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone gets bullied. Every single there's not one person you get bullied for being fat, skinny, tall, dark, white, Absolutely. like anything, right? Yeah. So I feel like bullying is something that we do need to work on and to like let go of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to try process doing this? Sure. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, we can do um, light stream exercise, or I can tell you just about, you know, give you some description of how you would start with a memory, target memory. Yeah, I feel like we should do that, okay. just because that's more of what people think of, mm-hmm. with the, or the, rap, the rapid eye movement thing, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So do you want to try doing that? Sure. How do we do it in this setting? So in this setting, I would... First of all, we're, we're using the hands as a, the bilateral stimulation. And so I would test by bringing my hand. Sorry, I'm trying to use the figure out. But just to give people an idea, I would move and kind of ask you where that, where's a comfortable. I think that's good. And then I would practice, do like a test run. And I could do diagonal as well. Usually it's like this. And then see how comfortable you are with the speed. And if you like it wider. I think wider. So it would be about 36. Sorry. Oh, I forgot that I can move these. Okay. So about 36 movements of this. So that's just like an example I know about. <laughs> what did you feel? So the question that we're always going to ask them is, what did you notice? I guess I was just like almost at a trance, just kind of following your hands, like not really worried about whatever I was worried about, you know? So it simulates the natural brain, the brain's natural reprocessing. Okay. And that's how it was discovered. Kind of like almost restarting, rebooting? No? I guess I could see it like that. Mm-hmm. Um processing though like kind of moving that communication between the parts of the brain okay um but yeah it's been around for a long time so when i was in training they were talking about it too i mean it's been something they've used for post-traumatic stress disorder for a long time but i think that more people are getting trained in it now Mm -hmm. which and a lot of celebrities are doing it prince harry um 
Ashley Judd, Sandra Bullock? Because, I mean, I think, you know, you think that celebrities don't have troubles because they're rich. Right. Or because, well, we know that Harry has some. We know that Harry has some. He's open about it, right? But in general, I feel like people think that celebrities, you know, or rich people or whatever don't have problems, but actually everyone has problems. Absolutely. Everyone has shit. Like yeah. everyone has shit, right? And so I think um, it's really important to be okay with talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to, and I know that people say stop the stigma, but I, it's not even a stigma. It's like so normal, right? Right. And, um, you know, we call trauma that big t trauma or small t trauma have you heard of that no where small t trauma would be the big t trauma would be like a very severe car accident yeah. or let's say years of being physically abused by your parents however we all have small t traumas which would range from situations that you you or the other person may not find traumatizing, but that one person did have a trauma response from it. Right. And I feel like, you know, bullying is one of those things. Yes. Another thing is the loss of a family member. People feel like, oh, well, I should have, I should just get used to it. I right. Them. But that could be a big trauma for that person. Absolutely. You know? um, I think a lot of times a loss of a job can be traumatic. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that can be traumatic. And divorce is a trauma. I'm going through it right now. It's really tough, you know? Um, looking at your kids and watching them grow up and not sure if they're going to, you know, go where you think they're going to go. It can be traumatic. Little things. It's right. little things that become big, too, right? Yeah. So in EMDR, you are asked to bring up an image that represents that memory for you. And the thing is that it's how you remember it, mm. you know. So let's say you remember laying down on the bed and looking up at the lamp. You know, maybe it wasn't exactly like that, but that's how you remember it. That's what you see, what you feel. We bring in the five senses. Okay. What did you feel, hear, um, if there was a taste associated with it? Like for me, when I think of my dad, I think of the hospital room. Mm -hmm. Like I think of, yeah, like I don't. it's not even his image. It's literally the hospital bed, right? So I think that that would probably be my image because right. that's what I always see when I talk about it, you know? Um, so then I would take that and then you'd work with that. Yes. And what we would also link to is what is the belief about yourself that you have in that moment when you're bringing that up? Um, what do you think would be a negative belief that you would have? So it starts with an I. So it's always going to be like, and instead of a feel, it's more of like an I am alone or I am. Oh, wow. That's deep. I think yeah. that would be mine. That would be I yours. Alone. I am alone. And I think you know me, so you kind of know what yeah. my fears are and my thoughts are. And, you know, I think a lot of people are scared to be alone. Yes. You know? It and doesn't just pick up one trauma moment, right? No, but, you know, losing my dad, he being the rock in my my life makes you feel alone even though I'm not alone right. you know like and and you can keep saying that to yourself but sometimes your body doesn't hear it right? absolutely just because you feel it doesn't make it real but it's a feeling and all feelings are valid that's just it's intel of your body right and it's an alarm in your body yeah um anxiety is an alarm mm -hmm. right so it's just about resetting that alarm too mm -hmm. correct yes and what other um so EMDR is I think a really valuable treatment. Yeah, that's the gold standard. It really is gold standard. I know that there's 
many other treatments, but I think for me, especially in, in even in what we do with the substance use, mm-hmm. I feel like it's used very. I think there's always a trauma underlying, you know, there or, or a good portion of them, right? A good yeah. portion of our patients who are in the IOP or PHP program, they have some kind of underlying trauma mm-hmm. that they're trying to almost run away from. Yeah, and self-medicate right? or yeah, no. Right. And so EMDR, you use that a lot in that. We do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we use it also with um, substance use yeah. disorder. I mean, it's so it's so amazing and it's such a great thing. And most patients have really good things to say about it. They come back, they're on less medications, they're able to really process things, they're able to talk about things they weren't able to talk about. They're able to do things they weren't able to do and in a few sessions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think if you need more information, we're going to post a website. Yeah, Emdria, that gives you all the information you really need. What's the name of the website? Emdria, it's E-M-D-R-I-A.com. Okay, we'll have it up in show notes. Yeah, and so definitely look at that. And um, I, if you have any questions, please post them. Thank you.